Hello and welcome to Point Streak, a podcast where we talk everything gaming and the issues that concern gamers. We're all members and contributors at Enthusiacs.com, and thank you again for joining us. Uh, you can follow us on Twitter, at Enthusiacs, or follow our YouTube channel, which is simply Channel Enthusiacs, where all our video content and Let's Plays reside. Uh, I'm your host, Jeff, or Baron Fang, and I am joined this week by Tony. Hello. And by Goose. How are you, Goose? Doing just fine. And uh, let's, right off the top, uh, get to what everyone's been playing. Uh, how about you, Goose? What have, what's been occupying your time in the gaming uh, world? Actually, I've been doing a run-through of the Dragon Age franchise for a upcoming video. Oh, really? Okay, right from the start again? Oh, yeah, going through all three of the games. Oh, okay, cool, cool. Uh, on 360? Uh, PlayStation 3. Oh, right, right, of course, yeah. yeah. How about you, Tony? What have you been playing? Uh, relatively tame list. I've uh, been playing Destiny on uh, Xbox One with the uh, Taken King new uh, expansion out. That's been eating up a lot of my time. Okay. Um, also been playing a couple mobile games. Uh, Plants vs. Zombie 2 had uh, some new levels played out. Uh, mm-hmm. And uh, Pokemon Shuffle, which was the 3DS game that's now that was built for mobile, was now on mobile. So yeah. I've been trying to see if I can actually get as far as I am on a 3DS version without spending any actual money. Oh, uh, okay. So, so cool. far, so cool. good on that front. Um, I've been uh, I've been playing quite a bit of Warframe, and uh, I looked ahead, and I don't know if you noticed this, Tony, but uh, apparently the free 360 gold uh, download for next month is going to be uh, uh, Ground Zeroes. <laughs> uh, oh, for, for, th- for 360 on gold, not for Xbox One, for, for 360. Oh, because it was already on one that's what yeah. i was getting confused okay yeah. oh okay yeah so yeah the opportunity to play ground zeros for because i i would never have paid for that <laughs> uh but yeah i'll happily download it for free even though i'm sure it's probably going to be fairly large um but anyway yeah uh it, I, I don't know when i'll eventually get around to playing the other one <laughs> probably a way off i still haven't played four i don't know about you guys um Yes, and that's a topic for a whole another. Yeah, podcast. yeah, yeah. It's, that's a whole other adventure. It is, it is, and God, God help us. Um, and speaking of franchises that that are going to take a while to get to, uh, this is one that we uh, had a, a thought of doing a while ago, and it was just a case of, um, I don't know, <laughs> I don't know what it was that finally convinced me to do it. Just you, you two are the biggest uh, fans of this franchise uh, that I know that would be willing to come on anyway, and. Uh, uh, it, it seems timely to do it, although I don't know that there's any huge announcements or new games on the horizon, really. we'll get, Maybe we'll get to that later, but uh, good a time as any to uh, deal into everything uh, Biohazard, or as it's known uh, in in uh, in the West, uh, Resident Evil. Uh, so we're, we'll be talking about the Resident Evil franchise today. Um, might just, uh, right off the top, uh, mention a few things. Um We'll just get into our own personal histories. I'll say my history with the Resident Evil franchise is pretty limited. I've played uh, maybe half of Code Veronica a long time ago on the Dreamcast. I also played most of Resident Evil 2 on the Dreamcast, which I don't know whether you're aware of it, Tony, but apparently it's a pretty good port of, uh, of, the, of the original 2. And that's about it. Uh, there's a Jill Valentine character in Marvel vs. Capcom 2 that's playable. Um, <laughs> I don't think that counts, but uh, yeah, I don't have a lot of extensive history with the franchise, so I've kind of got to lean heavily on you two. Tony, have you uh, have you played just about every Resident Evil game you can get your hands on, or are there any that you should? Would it be easier to point out the ones you haven't played? Yeah, that that'd probably be the easier route to go. <laughs> um, yeah, I've. 
I've been there since day one. Uh, mm. I was seven years old when the original one released, and I got that day one. So yeah. chalk that up to bad parenting or what have you. But <laughs> I, I had it. So, yeah, there's only been a few, a handful that I haven't. Uh, I actually haven't played the most recent Resident Evil Revelations 2, even mm. though I hear relatively good things about it. Right. And uh, as you know, I actually just recently got a, uh, I shouldn't say recently, within the past year I got a GameCube just to go back and play uh the remake of Resident, the original game, and Resident Evil Zero. Yeah. Of course, now those are being ported to newer gen systems, but that was before <laughs> I knew that. But yeah, there's. I've played all the spinoffs. You know, I love that franchise growing up. So there's really not much that I haven't played. Yeah. Uh, I. I mean, I, I've seen. There's some weird ones on the list here, including a RPG style Game Boy Color game that I didn't even know existed. Um, how about you, Goose? Uh, you, have you sampled this series pretty widely? Oh yeah, I'm pretty much in the same boat that Tony is. There's very few that I haven't played. Here's a here's a question: Have you guys played either of the light gun or any of the light gun type ones, uh, Survivor Zero or whatever the I can't remember what they're called exactly, but I know that there were some light gun uh, based uh, like, uh, sh- games. Uh, on rail shooters, you mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I've I've played those. Uh, yeah. Well, oh yeah, they're yeah, yeah they're good. Uh, I only remember one. I think you you said it. I think it's Soul Survivor or uh, Gun Survivor. Yeah, that sounds. Yeah, yeah. I, and to be honest, I didn't actually know that they were connected to one another. <laughs> I I thought that was a totally different uh, franchise, but uh, I guess I should have known. Uh, I Umbrella Chronicles or something was that was the Wii. Uh, yeah, shooter, there was the the Umbrella right? Chronicles, and then I believe there was the Dark Side Chronicles. Yeah, were both on the Wii. Yeah. Well, um, so, but those are kind of uh, outside the box. Uh, for the most part, um, these ga- these are survival horror games, although I think you guys both agree that they've increasingly gone in the direction of sort of action-style uh, <laughs> action third-person uh, shooter games uh, as time's oh, gone yeah. on, and a lot mm-hmm. less survival horror. Um, what, what was the first one you both played? It, w- would it both have started with the first game on PlayStation for the two of you, or...? Yep. When I was yeah, I think so. Old. Yeah, yeah. So you, you both, your initial um, experience with, with the series was when it was hardcore survival horror. I mean, it's arguably the survival horror game, uh, the one that kind of popularized survival horror. Um, I'll start with you, Tony. Uh, if <laughs> if it was up to you, uh, would the games have retained more of that feel like do you chafe against the sort of direction the series has gone or uh, or is it um i mean there's a reason why they get these these older games keep getting remade i just don't know if it's necessarily that people hate the new ones or that people love the new ones too is it a bit of both i mean I, this kind of goes into another topic i mean you know i think there is room for any genre or not genre but franchise to kind of branch out and try different things but I just, yeah, I wasn't too much of a fan of it because it just felt like it just, it really kind of came out of nowhere towards the, the later end of the, the main mm. titles. Like, it was just such a, a, a strange deviation. or it, it was just, you know, it didn't seem gradual, I guess. Yeah. Um, and, you know, from a, from a player's perspective, yeah, I hate it. And I'm sure we'll bring this up again, but, you know, they were <laughs> chasing that Call of Duty dollar. Um, yeah. So that's why they went for it. But, yeah, me personally, I'm, I'm not a fan of it. I would have tried to stick to something closer to the originals. Yeah. How about you, Goose? Are, are you a fan of the older style games more, or do you have any tolerance for the newer uh, action movie <laughs> for Resident Evil games? 
I think the problem is the older games were the survival horror that we wanted, whereas the newer games, like Tony said, they're chasing the Call of Duty money. Mm-hmm. And it really, and it definitely shows. Four, I consider to be tolerable, but there are definitely things about it that really irk me. But five and six have just gone full on action and they seem to have forgotten their core principle. Mm-hmm. It's not so much that they're changing genre, it's just that they've changed the focus so much that it's no longer a variation of Resident Evil. It yeah. just feels like it feels like a new IP using the old name. Yeah, I, I've actually heard that comment before that it, that it feels like uh, a new series wearing the old skin in, in a very uncomfortable way. And we we brought this up during the QTE podcast, I'm sure. But has the series gone heavier on the QTE side, or was there always QTE? No, there? they've gone extremely heavy. <laughs> oh yes, yeah, very six. much. Although, Goose, um, I don't remember. I know in the, the first games, like when you got grabbed by a zombie, I think if you hit, there was no prompt on the screen, but I think if you hit, if you button mashed, it might have gotten them off you a little bit quicker. Yeah, there was no prompt, but you could mash to get them off of you. Mm-hmm. Well, thinking back to the uh, the start of the series, and uh, I'm not surprised to hear that that's kind of where your guys' hearts are. Um, Tony, uh, I'll, ask, I'll ask you both, but Tony, what... What makes this series special, or what made it special back when it was recognizable as as what it was? Well, for me, it was really it was kind of like my first experience on the PlayStation. Um, that and like the first game. That yeah, I think that and um, Gex the Gecko, I believe. Um, <laughs> wow. Enter the the Gecko, I think. So it was kind of really, and I I never had an N sixty four, so I wasn't really used to um, kind of like three D graphics at that point. Yeah. So that's kind of what really set. It was that kind of experience that really kind of memorized. That's part of it. The other reason is it scared the crap out of me, <laughs> yeah. and I, I couldn't beat it because um, it just it scared the crap out of me. Again, I was seven years old. When I played it, hmm. and I honestly didn't beat that game until years and years later. I went back out and bought a PS1 just hmm. to finish that game. I can't tell you how long it was, but I had to be at least 15 before <laughs> I, I got the nerve to go back to that game. But it, it, I mean, it was it was like a it was an entrancing kind of scare you know like i wanted to know more i wanted to know how it ended but it yeah just didn't. well it's no coincidence you went back to it you know it wasn't i don't think it was an impulse buy i think you probably considered it for a while right right and, and that by that point the ps1 was uh well what it would have been well and truly gone at well over with at that point right i, I imagine right uh, how about you, Goose? Uh, what was it that attracted you or, or, or mm. repelled, if that's the case, maybe? Well, I had always been a huge fan of, like, Dawn of the Dead, those kind of movies. Mm. And you could definitely see the inspiration they took here from those series. It also helps that I was I was lucky. I was actually 12 when it came out, so I had a little more, little more age on me. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but, yeah, the very first time I ever played it, you could definitely see the that Romero style of horror in the in the game more importantly like Tony said it just scares the hell out of you and that's what that's that jump you're looking for in a quote horror game so it wasn't uh, I mean <laughs> well you've told you've told the story a couple times uh, uh, before Tony about your um, initial experiences with the game and, and it being you being quite young do you think if you had played the game a little bit older, it would have been e- as equally effective as being scary? Like it wasn't. You're not just saying that the only reason you were afraid of it was because you were seven years old, right? Like it, it genuinely had something, I assume. Oh yeah, definitely. Mm. Um, 
yeah, if I was, if I was, yeah, like you know, Goose's age, if the same, like, because if you go back and play it now and you look at the graphics and everything, it's yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. it's not. But if I was the same age when it, for, or if I was older when it did originally come out, I think so. Um, and I think Goose can agree with this because it, it it doesn't rely really on jump scares. It's it's no. true horror that really it kind of gets. It's the atmosphere. It's you know the not really knowing what's going on. Yeah, you know, kind of kind of tension there. Yeah, it's uh, it's funny. I I kind of associate that time period when this game was released with the House of the Dead arcade game. Mm-hmm. And I often wonder, you know, I mean, the House of the Dead arcade game came out uh, like sort of fall-ish, 96, and I and I'm, and I'm uh, Resident Evil uh, came out um, earlier in 96. Um, I, wa- I wonder if there's a, a, re- a connection between those two things. Like, uh, you know, Se- Sega obviously went in quite a bit of a different direction with House of the Dead. It, it's pretty over the top too, in its own way. Uh, you know, there's viruses and dead and weird agencies and stuff like that. But it's it's completely an on the rails shooter, uh, and it's it's in no way you know it, in no way a survival horror game. But uh, I do I do find it kind of find it weird that those two you know seminal horror games uh, releases of the '90s were both within the same year. Um, Resident Evil seems to have kind of won that battle. Is that I I can't remember the last time there was a decent House of the Dead game release, but funny that they both had their start back in '96. Uh, um, uh, you're probably both aware that this game was actually uh, the original Resident Evil was actually ported to the Sega Saturn. I've never seen that version, uh, but I did. Didn't even know that. Yeah, I <laughs> I, I didn't know that either, honestly. <laughs> uh, and I and I've uh, you know got a fair amount of Saturn knowledge, but uh, the. Uh, for myself, my first experience uh, with Resident Evil, apart from watching somebody play here and there on the PlayStation 1, was uh, Code Veronica. Now, am I right that Code Veronica was roughly the fourth game? Is that is that about right? I mean, it's obviously not Resident Evil 4, but is it about the fourth in terms of uh, chronology? Roughly around. It was 2000? the it was the it was the fourth that I played. So yeah. I can't I can't say for certain if it came out fourth, but I know I played yeah. it fourth. Can either of you explain to me why Resident Evil Three comes out in '99 and there's like five games released, and then Resident Evil Four comes out in 2005? <laughs> like we got well, just listen to this. We got Nemesis, um, and then we got Evil Survival, Evil Code Veronica, Evil Gaiden, Evil Survivor Code Two. Resident Evil, which is I think the re-release for the GameCube, right? Zero, which is a prequel. Yep. And right. then Outbreak File, God knows what that is. And then finally in 2005 we got Resident Evil 4. Is there some? Is there something behind that gap, or, or was this just them trying to cash in? <laughs> no, from- I think they had Grand Theft Auto Syndrome, <laughs> <laughs> like how how they did three, but then they did Vice City and San Andreas, and then four, and it's like, wait a minute. <laughs> yeah. Well, I think there's another part to it too. I, from what I remember reading, I think what is Code Veronica was supposed to be four. Mm. It like they were they were going to name it that, but then for whatever reason they didn't go down that route and. There's actually some really good history with four. Is that that game was start started and stopped about three times. Um, and one of like the original concept. There's still some footage out there if you guys want to go see it. Huh. Is um it was Leon kind of in this again kind of in a, a spooky house and there was actually ghosts like apparitions like that was going to be the focus of the game. Um, but then that got scrapped and then finally they came around to to four. So I think it was just the constant start and stop cycle that took so long to actually get that game mm-hmm. out. Wow. Uh, 
Well, yeah, and now that I look at it, a lot of those games weren't exactly the same sort of time type gameplay. I mean, we've got no. you know, we got multiplayer support, cooperative gameplay, and stuff uh, making its appearance. Um, yeah, it's obvious that they branched off into a lot of different directions. There's even one called Resident Evil Gaiden for Game Boy Color, which is an RPG game I, that I didn't even know existed. So, yeah, it's 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 pretty obvious that they were trying to milk it. And uh, I guess uh, there's good reason for that, because as you both probably know, it is the best-selling Capcom franchise of all time. Uh, am I the only one who would have guessed Street Fighter would have been better-selling? I mean, <laughs> I'm I'm really shocked, actually. I actually would have, I would have put my money on Mega Man, honestly. Actually, that's a good point, considering there's, what, pie versions of it now? It's like, <laughs> yeah, I think there's like 1,800 different copies. I honestly have no idea how many different versions there are. I, I'm astounded that it's managed to sell better. But then again... When you think about it, uh, I mean, Resident Evil sells well. Uh, it even sells well when the games are, as you guys have stated, you know, sort of middling. <laughs> you know, like, uh, I mean, is it you, your your opinions of the latest ones? Are they are they out of step with the majority, or is it popularly the case that five and six get sort of shit on a lot? I think it's it's universal that they they got pooped on pretty pretty hard. And I'll, I'll say this: I thought six was an okay game in and of itself, mm-hmm. but as a Resident Evil game was horrible. Yeah. But game yeah, that's, wise that's where I stand with. Yeah, I think it's I think it's an okay action game, but I think people were so pissed off that this is what their Resident Evil was yeah. that they just completely turned on it. <laughs> no, yeah, not- and we might we might get to this I think later on, but uh I would I wouldn't consider for um survival horror either but i don't know yeah. if that's something you had planned for later but. no not not really i don't know enough about four other than it was it, i i know that it has a lot of fans but that it's also it was also quite a bit of a different direction <laughs> well no I'll, I'll be interested to hear goose's opinion but yeah for me at least if we spend a little bit of time on it um for me it was again a good game solid game um the the biggest drawback is that it the, the character designs or the enemies and the reason behind it it was you know it was more it was like a parasite not a virus yeah. and it was it was actually for the most part humans coming at you they weren't even zombies they just had these parasites in them and yeah it, so it, that was weak the other big part of it was is it didn't feel like survival horror because I was never worried about ammo yeah every enemy you killed dropped ammo <laughs> yeah so I I was never you know um, resource hoarding or anything like that or figuring can I run around these yeah. guys to make it to the next I'll just shoot them all yeah well it, uh, goose I'll just tagging up on that is that is that something that's kind of a defining characteristic of the series for you is that scarcity of ammo being worried about resources uh you know not feeling like you're friggin you know schwarzenegger and commando like is that is that core to the gameplay experience as far as you're concerned or oh yeah up until up until four that was just how you played it. You had to be very scarce with what you shot. Yeah. More often than more often than not, you were running away from things as opposed to trying to kill everything. Whereas with from four up, like you said, you're commando. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, I'm gonna ask, uh, and I'll start with you, Goose. Um, do you? It's obviously a very top-selling franchise, and you know, it, it's it's often considered to be sort of the genesis of modern survival horror and it's indeed where the term is first used um do you see resident evil's influence on other games like is it there is it clearly there and visible and in those you know post resident evil games is it you know is that dna for lack of a better word of resident evil still out there oh yeah definitely you can see it like you were saying with the house of the dead franchise you definitely see where they took a few pages 
you can see where basically a lot of the games that had the, quote, zombie story, you can definitely see where they've taken a few pages from Resident Evil, for example. Um, For some reason, the name has completely slipped my mind. Dead Space, maybe, or... Dead Space, that was it. Yeah. Yeah, you could definitely tell the way that they had where you kept coming back. Now, they took a few pages from the later games as well, where when you would kill something, you thought, and then it would, like, spring up into this tentacle thing. <laughs> but you could definitely tell that their influence was there. Even in newer games, like, for example, Dying Light, you can definitely see where they've taken a few pages from the old-school Resident Evil. Yeah, yeah. And tried to keep it, tried to make it where it's still first-person, still action-y, but still has that survival horror element. So how about you, Tony? Apart from uh, tank controls, which, uh, you know, everybody's got their own feelings about, (laughs) where do you you notice that uh, Resident Evil influence in other games that you've played? Oh, yeah. I would uh, I would agree with Goose, definitely, in the, the Dead Space franchise. One I was going to mention, actually, is uh, The Last of Us. Mm. Like, that feels like... That actually... Now that... I didn't really think about it until Goose was talking, but The Last of Us definitely kind of seems like a Resident Evil game, like a modern survival horror game. You're definitely worried about resources. The the enemy design is, you know, is pretty spot... You know, it's, it's unique. Um... And you know you can't avoid enemies instead of just shooting everything in the face. So mm. yeah, there's there's definitely franchises to pick up from it. Like you said, it's kind of the the staple or the forerunner of the survival horror series. So I think every even if you're not really drawing from it specifically, you're at least you have some you know developers I'm sure have some familiarity with it. Yeah. Whether they realize it or not, they're still probably drawing from it. Without getting too heavily into the lore, uh, would it be fair to say? Uh, Tony, that uh, it's reasonably convoluted, the, uh, the the through line of the plot in the Resident Evil games? Has, has it uh, ha- has it gotten more and more complicated over time? <laughs> I mean, it has, but I don't know, maybe it's just me. I feel like it's not too convoluted to the point, it's not It's not Metal Gear. It's, it's nowhere near <laughs> Well, Metal what Gear. is, really? Uh, yeah, that's so... <laughs> that's not saying a whole lot. <laughs> yeah. But, yeah, it, the, the later games definitely kind of get there, um... You know, and again, without going too much into the war, you know, there's some characters you think you know their motivations, and then you kind of, and then you find out they were, you know, completely different. Um, there's some kind of like resurrection stuff that's kind of weird, but it still kind of works within the franchise. So, yeah. if if you, it, it's there, like if you really want to get into it, like I've actually read the the, the novels that have come out that kind of yeah. go a little more in depth into it. It's it's there. It's it's not too hard to understand. It's it's. I think it's fairly straightforward, yeah. um, but there are, there are some little things that'll make you scratch your head. But. <laughs> uh, Goose, um, you know, as somebody who's really only played two games in the series and knows the names of a few other the, the characters, you know, like for, as I mentioned before, I I played Jill Valentine as a as a character in Marvel vs. Capcom too. Uh, I I've, one of the things I think is kind of cool about Resident Evil is that it it doesn't all it's not always the same main character. It does tend to jump around quite a bit. Uh, is it a series that kind of does justice to its own canon in in that way? Like, uh, is it does it make good use of? Uh, I I get it wouldn't be the same series if it was always the same two main characters. Uh, like who are the, who are the two in the first game? Um, I forgot now. Uh, Jill, uh, Jill, Valentine Jill Valentine and Chris Redfield. Yeah, like if it was just those two the whole way through, it wouldn't quite be the same game, right? It, does that does that uh, does it help the game at all that they've shown willingness to sort of show from different perspectives and stuff? 
Yes, it does, and because because it's like just like that, you see it from different perspectives. Rather than just being the same two characters, every game sort of, it also helps for new players who are just coming in because you're seeing it through a new perspective. So if you haven't played the previous games, you can still kind of get in and figure out what's going on because there's enough exposition bringing these yeah. characters up to speed without it feeling like someone's in the corner going, well, as you know, all yeah. this happened. <laughs> Is it always the same antagonists? I mean, obviously, Umbrella Corporation are there in the in the background. Of For the, the most game, part, but... yeah. For the most part, Umbrella is sort of the background agents, and you're either fighting something easier. The first few games, it's really just in the first game, it's like they kind of screwed up and let something loose early, and you're kind of dealing with it. Yeah. The second game, the second game is more of a you're doing with like one of their scientists who kind of went nuts on his own. Yeah. And is trying to make a new virus. Then in the third one you've got like the super beast they've created. But then from then on you're more fighting against just random organizations who are using stuff they've gotten from Umbrella. Like T-virus um- stuff. Yeah, whatever. whereas uh, yeah, whereas Umbrella's not necessarily in the forefront. They are more have supplied the goods people are using that are becoming bad. Uh, Tony, uh, what, what's the briefest explanation you can give me as to what the T virus is, just for a neophyte? You know, it's, <laughs> is there a way to even explain it quickly? Not, not. I don't know. Maybe Goose knows a little bit more. Even again, it's been a while since I've read the books. I don't know that they explain it that in depth, and I don't really think they need to. It's just a, a, a you know, a virus lack of a better word I, I really don't know if they go into depths about how it works goose am i do you know more about that Cause... basically the gist of the the t-virus was originally created because the, the the guy who owned umbrella he wanted to have something that he could give himself that would make him invincible immortal that, right, and, right and unfortunately it backfired instead of making people come back to life it created zombies oh, okay since then they've also done the g-virus with basically was supposed to do the same thing only it makes like basically tentacle monsters then you have lost plagas which is what they used in, that was the MacGuffin in 4 and then they had Ouroboros which is what they used in 5 basically they all were trying to do the same thing and it backfired well, how many how many times are they going to fuck it up and uh, get, give up <laughs> as long as people keep buying the game yeah you know I <laughs> I, you know, I forgot. Five actually, Resident Evil Five actually does kind of go into the history of the virus a little bit more. But I kind of that game, I, I just try to forget <laughs> it honestly. But yes, that's that's a good way of putting it. Is it's it kind of invincibility or um, what's what's the word for it? Um, you know, you're trying to find the um, the water source that makes you. Oh, the forever. fountain of life. Uh, fountain of life. The fountain of youth. Yeah, fountain of youth, essentially yeah. that's what it. Yeah. Oh, okay, interesting. Um, on a slight tangent, uh, how do you feel about the movies? I, I might start with you, Goose. You're, you're our uh, resident. You know, you re- review a lot of movies for the site, horror and otherwise. Uh, do you have uh, strong feelings about the uh, the Mila Jovovich uh, series of movies at all? I think the first two movies, I get what they were trying to do. It sort of works as a companion with the games. After they got past the second one, they basically just started telling their own story, which personally I kind of prefer. Because if I wanted to see the exact story of the game, I'd just play the game. Yeah. So I feel like in that way they've done it in a smart enough way where they can kind of use elements from the games, but without having people, well, to be blunt, like me, saying, well, that's not how it went in the game. So 
they've kind of given themselves a get out of jail free card when it comes to that kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah. Now, as far as quality goes, the first three I thought were really good movies, and then after that, they kind of fell off a cliff. Yeah. <laughs> well, I assume you've seen them all, Tony. Uh, how how did uh, how did they fare as far as uh, you're concerned? I would. Uh, the first one was definitely okay. It wasn't what I was expecting. I was kind of looking for something more true to the game, the first game anyway. Hmm. Uh, and Goose, the se- was the second one based on Nemesis? Yes. Okay, yeah. So th- I thought that one was actually okay too. But yeah, after that, they kind of, they really just, they fell off. I mean, I get where Goose is coming from and as far as them trying to tell their own story. But, um, and, and I don't really think they did justice to some of the characters either. Um so like when they had Jill Valentine and Chris Redfield in there, yeah. Um, and, and correct me if I'm wrong, Goose, wasn't Redfield the um, was he the one that died to become uh, Nemesis, or was that some other the other guy that was supposed to be? No, that uh, was that, that was another guy. They didn't introduce um, Chris until the fourth movie. Okay, Jeez. right. They they brought him in late. <laughs> um, on a on a somewhat related note, I, I've. I've been made aware in the past, and I, I don't know what the connection is, that there is some sort of connection between the evil within and Resident Evil. Can, I, can either of you explain it to me? Is it, It's not a Resident Evil game, but it, it has some shared development or a developer? Who, who, like, is there, what's the common link between those two games? The big link between them, as far as I know, is I know that the, um, first of all, it has the same... Um, has the same... I don't want to say it's not the writers, but it's the um, programmers... That oh, are working, yeah. that we're working on like the animation and things like that. They use the same studio for that, and I know that they were in house. They were saying that they wanted to make quote a good Resident Evil game. <laughs> good, good. <laughs> well, have either of you played it? Like, is is it what? Uh, I mean, I've I've heard that it was somewhat disappointing. Uh, and basically, and it was it was yeah, it was basically Resident Evil Four. If you want to get right down to it, they just kind of. Uh, the problem with it is that it's very disjointed in its storytelling. They don't have a whole lot of transitions. It's like you're in the city, next cut scene. Now we're in the jungle, and with no explanation as to how that happened. <laughs> yeah. Um, I, I don't know if there's an answer to this question, but if, if it can be said that sort of the Resident Evil series is sort of dropping the ball at the moment, is there another series out there right now that's picking it up? Like Tony, have you played a survival horror game recently that's kind of doing it right? That that's you know wetting your appetite until Resident Evil or if Resident Evil gets back on track or well you know they are remaking uh, the second game so <laughs> oh okay well there's that yeah yeah um yeah. as far as a franchise that keeps doing it right I don't I don't know I never played um what you guys were just talking about the Evil Within yeah um I I really like Dead mm. Space I didn't play two or three and from what I hear it kind of and I hear two was an excellent game I heard three was yeah. But um, so I don't know that that one's really carried the torch well. Uh, the Last of Us I thought was a really good game. Yeah. Um, and I hear there, there's rumblings that there's a second one in the works. Um, so maybe that one will kind of carry the torch somewhat. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, really beyond that, no. I mean, it, survival horror has really kind of dropped off lately. Um, in the, the I'd say the 2000s, but it seems like it is coming back. Yeah. Um, I mean, uh, Alien Survivor. Uh, What's the Aliens game? Alien Isolation. Alien Isolation seems to be, you know, it seems to be a, a genuine survival horror game, and that certainly got some great plaudits. How about you, Goose? Is there a, is there an existing series out there that's kind of filling that gap? I would agree with Tony. I would say that, yeah, things like The Last of Us, 
kind of like is that like nowadays you don't really get the survival horror um, franchise. You just kind of get one offs. Mm. Now I have heard they are. I have heard they're making another Last of Us, but it's from a different perspective. So they kind of feel like they're going in a Resident Evil style, like telling different stories in the same universe. That could be the next franchise to hold it up. Hmm. Isolation was also another one. Deathly was a good survival horror. Well, see, the problem is they used to be so, so many of them is that a lot of people, I think, just got overloaded. So now they don't yeah. make them nearly as much. Yeah, I mean, uh, it was a winning formula, so of course it was going to get copied. I mean, I, I played a god-awful game years ago on the Dreamcast called Blue Stinger that uh, even managed to recreate the awful controls uh, almost, uh, you know, point for point, uh, and yet wasn't anywhere near as scary. The monster designs weren't anywhere near as good and ultimately wasn't as playable. Um, I, I guess it's uh, not not e- as easy to cut and paste as uh, some of these companies must have thought. Um, what, what do you guys uh, feel about the future of this series? Uh, like, Tony... Uh, are you? Would you rather they just gave it a, a break for a while, or, or are you? Would you like to see them get back to what they've done successfully in the past? Dro- you know, drop the Call of Duty BS, or, or you know, is it is it a case of burning it to the ground and rebooting it? What what would you have them do if it was up to you? I, that's a tough one. I think I would go more the break route because. They Capcom has been making strides, and then they've been taking steps back. Like at the top of the the show, you said you weren't sure if there was anything new coming out. Um, there actually is a game that they just announced at the Tokyo Game Show called uh, Umbrella Corpse, if I remember correctly. Um, and there there is hmm. it's it's a um, uh, how do you describe it? It's like a four v four PvP shooter that has like zombies and stuff thrown in it. Oh. Kind of, so it's kind of like horde mode, but it's kind of it's like Call of Duty mixed with horde. You know what I mean? Okay. So it's 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 really like a slap in the face. But then at the same time, they're they're remaking um, the second game, yeah. and even though we don't really know much about it at this point, like what it's going to be, I have faith in, in you know because the uh, the original well the remake of the first game, excellent yeah. by far the best remake of any game I think out there. I, I will go oh, yes. saying that hmm. um, of any game. Um, but at the same, so it's like they make they're they're doing good and Revelations was a good game as well. Hmm. Um, haven't played two, but so it's like they're making some good games and then they're making just sh- other shit ones. So yeah, maybe it is time for them to give a breather. I'd love for them to kind of even reboot it, or if they want to go seven, fine, but just give it a break. Let you know, just kind of let it air out for a little bit. How about you, Goose? Uh, bullet in the head or <laughs> new direction? If I if I can paraphrase um, Jim Sterling. I just I want to send them a copy of The Last of Us and say, is that so hard? <laughs> <laughs> like, remember, come back. <laughs> yeah, I I mean, as, as somebody who you know enjoyed what you know little experience I had with the series, um, I, I I think I think the uh, what I mean, there's no there's no need to just redo the same game over and over again, but I, I to try and copy the action crowd the gears of war crowd the call of duty crowd is is not is not the way you know there's enough other games that do that well um resident evil should you know stand stand on its own as its own game and and if you're going to be a survival horror game you're going to claim that heritage i think you kind of have to be one you know (laughs) 
you, you got to have some genuine credibility, reduce the amount of ammo, and dial it back from the uh, action flick direction that it's gone in. Right, and um, you can you can add new mechanics. You know, that's that's fine, but just you know, make it seem like it fits with the the style. You know, um, I don't want to go too much on it because, like I said, I think the the remake of the game, <clears throat> the original game, work it was so well. It was mainly the same controls, but they added little things in there. Um, and it wasn't like the exact same house layout. They actually changed it up a little bit. Yeah. They added some new story points and all this. It was just, it was fantastic. It was shown that you can kind of, you can almost make a new game based on a remake and do it well. Yeah. So it's like they, they have the right minds and the right insight to do this kind of stuff, but they have other minds too, apparently. That Here's a question for both of you. Can you make a good co-op or even four-player survival horror game? Is it possible or is that part of the problem with what they've been doing lately? The main issue to me is that you can you can do multiplayer quote survival horror. Going back to The Last of Us as an example, if it were two player, it would still have worked. Yeah. The problem is with Resident Evil, the focus had always been up until they brought multiplayer into it that the whole shtick was that it was you on your own. So right, now when you have right. a second, now when you have a second character and you have ammo for days. Then there's no there's no reason to be intimidated anymore. Right. You're basically red. You're red brown standing on the tank screaming while you fire <laughs> two machine guns at this point. So there's no there's no real fear there anymore. So I think if they if they want to do multiplayer survival horror, what they have to do is limit your supplies and make it more more areas where you have to work together. Whereas that way it doesn't feel like you're just two gunners. <laughs> And not only that, if if I might add, um, I, what I think would be really cool, you know, if they would add it so that there's, like you said, limit the resources, but also make it to a point like if you're solving a puzzle or just to cover more ground that you're almost forced to split up. Like you're not, you know, and it'd be cool if they even did like a, a kind of feature where there is no voice chat. I know that sounds kind of weird, <laughs> but, you know, it's just trying to keep it more realistic. And it's like you have to be sent off on your own ways or, you know, maybe you, you start off in different points of of a house or the, the yeah. area or whatever, and maybe you'll come and find each other at some point, or maybe not. Maybe you'll go the whole game without even finding each other. Yeah, but uh, yeah, you can it, even have a you can even have a proximity that if you're this close to the character, then the voice chat works. But when you split up, it doesn't. Right. Yeah. It it, it can be done, <laughs> but I will cool, say it's actually. a daunting task. Yeah. yeah. It's 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 not easy. I'll say that, but it, I think it can be done. Hmm. Well, uh, I might finish up with. Uh, your favorite in the series and uh, your least favorite uh, entry so far, Tony. How about you? Um, well, I'll say this for the because uh, you know there's there's the main series and then there's the spinoffs. So if I could give kind of a two part answer, um, sure. So the from the the original games, um, three was definitely my favorite. Um, Nemesis still scares the crap out of me. <laughs> um, uh, at least favorite, I'd definitely say it would be five. Hmm. Um, I actually, I think you mentioned that you didn't know what it was. Um, as far as the spinoffs, uh, Outbreak Files, that uh-huh. I, found, I actually thought was, I never even did the multiplayer aspect of it because I didn't have internet when I had a PS2, or not that, that I knew how to connect it anyway. But um, even the single player portion I thought was really fun. It was just they put you in different scenarios. Oh, okay. Um, so it was just like you beat the scenario, you got a ranking, then you moved on to another part of the city where something else was going on. And you had a limited time, amount of time to finish it. Um, knockoffs, though, um, least favorite. Um, 
I don't I don't know. Maybe maybe I'll come back to you once once Goose gives his opinion. <laughs> How about you, Goose? What's your uh, best and brightest and worst? Of the main series, I will definitely agree with Tony and say that, in my opinion, Nemesis was definitely one of the best they made. Just mainly because of Nemesis himself, the intimidation factor that he brought to the story that it hadn't had up to that point. Because even when you were fighting, like, gigantic things in the previous games, you could still kill them. Whereas Nemesis was just this unbeatable threat that it was time to run away. (laughs) And as far as the worst goes, definitely also agree with him. Definitely five. Because five, five to me felt like they were trying to put too much. They were like it was like half and half. They would try to give you things that would get, make it a shooter, but then at the same time they try to hamstring you so that that way you'd feel like you were in a horror game. Example: you couldn't move and aim at the same time. Things like this that just felt like if you want to be a shooter, be a shooter. If you want to be survival horror, be that. Doing both is just pissing me off. <laughs> now as for the spinoffs. I do agree, Outbreak Files was definitely a good one. I also didn't have internet, or at least didn't have it good enough for the PlayStation 2, but <laughs> but I did definitely enjoy it. And as far as the worst, i got to go with the Dark Side Chronicles for one reason. Even though it was a Wii shooter, that game was so damn cheap. It was They would just put it, may as well have had a giant sign that just said, screw you, and just hit you with it. Five or six times in the game where you would just have to grind to try and get a better weapon by the time you got to the ball so you could kill the thing. <laughs> yeah, that's. I'll, 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 I've never played that one, but I'll, I'll have to say that's my worst. I'll just have to give it to Goose because that, <laughs> that Gun Survivor one, I don't know if you played that one, Goose, but I actually enjoyed that one for an on rail shooter. Hmm. Yeah, that one was pretty good. Yeah. Well, thanks, guys. Um, we'll move on now to uh, our patented. High score quiz, which is always is tied to the topic at hand. In this case, uh, Resident Evil or Biohazard. By the way, did you guys know that this game was called Bi- Biohazard o- Overseas? I I didn't know that for years. I had no idea that that's that it had an, uh, that was the original name of it. I didn't I didn't know that original did. either. But I did. But honestly, I did not know the reason that they changed it is honestly because there was a band here in the states called Biohazard. And they didn't want the people to think that the band and the game were linked to each other. So they actually did a company-wide poll looking for a new name. <laughs> well, I have to say, if you're going to go with an alternate name, that's a pretty good one. <laughs> you know, it could, could be a lot worse. Um, well, uh, multiple choice, and I'll ask each of you uh, in order, um, starting with Tony. Uh, which of the following is not a real creature from a Resident Evil game? And uh, shout out to the Resident Evil Wikia which is uh, actually a pretty good resource for Resident Evil information. I don't know if either of you two have partaken, but it was certainly helpful on this little exercise. Tony, uh, your options are A, Trilobite, B, Bandersnatch, or C, Eliminator, which is not a real, not a real creature from Resident Evil. Sadly, I don't know the names of any of those things. This has got to be from some of the knockoff games that I haven't played. So what were they again, Trilobite? Trilobite. Um, Bandersnatch and Eliminator. Let's let's go with Eliminator. Eliminator. Uh, how about you, Goose? Uh, what do you think? Trilobite, Bandersnatch, or Eliminator? I'm kind of with Tony. I'm not sure. I don't know what half these things are actually called. But if I were to venture a guess, I would say Eliminator. Because the other the other two sound just weird enough that it would probably be something they'd put into the Resident Evil game. 
Uh, well, uh, it is in fact a trilobite. Uh, the other two, Bandersnatch and Eliminator, are both are both real <laughs> creatures from Resident Evil. Do you Evil. know what games they're from? I can. Uh, I should be able to grab that quickly. Um, the Eliminator thing is a is a monkey, I believe. Oh, I didn't. I don't know. I'm, they're they're probably assuming from the first game. Yeah, I never knew those things had a name necessarily. It's a uh, it looks like a friggin' white baboon. Oh, oh no, type never thing. mind. Yeah, it's called a. Yeah, uh, it comes from comes from Resident Evil Zero. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, and it's also in Umbrella Chronicles. Um, the um, trilobite. The tri- or no, tri- trilobite is uh, is the trilobite is something. Well, it's a real creature, but it's also but, from. Uh, it's also something that's uh, made an appearance in um, what's that damn prequel to uh, the Aliens movies? Uh, Prometheus. <laughs> Prometheus. Oh yeah, right, yeah. yeah. And the Bandersnatch, um, which is a, a ref, uh, which is a weird reference to um, the Jabberwocky poem from uh, Through the Looking Glass. <laughs> uh, that is uh, from Resident Evil. Um, oh, now I can't find which game it was from. Anyway, it's oh sorry, Code Veronica. <laughs> it looks like a it look it looks like a giant a giant zombie with one arm with a huge fist on it that's like grabbing. I anyway, I'll send I'll send you guys the link so you don't think I'm. Oh, I, I, yeah, I think I know it. Okay. Anyway, uh, I figured that one would be a crapshoot. I wasn't sure whether this was a game that went out of its way to give you the names of the creatures or whether or not you would have been. Uh, um, into the wiki for for uh, for you know, all these creature information or stuff. Anyway, anyway, guys, um, thank you for uh, joining me in this uh, discussion of Resident Evil. Uh, you were certainly the best qualified for the job. Um, and uh, you know, fair to say we might revisit in future because uh, they'll, they'll they'll be continuing. Uh, well, they're not going to drop the best-selling series that they have, <laughs> as much as we might uh, think that them taking a break from it might be a good idea. I uh, seriously doubt they're going to shelve this one anytime soon. If they if they couldn't even bring themselves to shelve uh, Devil May Cry, uh, I can hardly see them uh, putting this one on the uh, back burner. Um, as I mentioned up the top, uh, you can follow us on Twitter at Enthusiax, and our YouTube channel is Enthusiax, where all our video content resides. We've got a forum that you can join at Enthusiax.com up on the top right-hand side of the page. And our email address for this podcast is pointstreak at enthusiacs.com if you've got any questions, feedback, or suggestions for show ideas. Thanks again to Tony and to Goose, and thank you for listening. And uh, we'll see you um, on another episode of Point Streak. Thank you, guys. See you then. Thank you.